Paranormal Pints podcast contains explicit and scary content. Listener discretion is strongly encouraged. Seriously, we have no idea what might be in these episodes. We're just winging it. How's it going? Pretty good. It feels kind of weird to be recording this episode right now because we just posted episode five. Yeah, things have been kind of bad lately. Well, I got that weird skin thing. And I've been dealing with mental health stuff. like. Oh, yeah, getting your prescription. Yeah, I was without my meds for like a week. That's really rough. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. All good now. Yeah. That's true, and I'm getting better, but I think that I'll have to wind up doing yet another follow-up. I've been on antibiotics for, like, almost three weeks now. And if anyone wants to complain, feel free to rate us five stars and complain. Yeah, just make sure you give us that five-star rating. Or, you know, email us at paranormalpints yeah. at gmail.com. On that note, we kind of decided to switch up our Halloween episode. Yeah. We were going to do this big Halloween extravaganza with listener stories, but we forgot that we only have, like, maybe four listeners. So... And we already, like, gave you guys a story, so... Yeah. So maybe we can do something like that next year if we're still doing this and if we're successful. We're still going to be doing it. You're like, you can't get rid of us that easy, internet. Well, this is fun and cathartic for both of us. It kind of is. I like that I have something to focus on during the week besides impending doom. I'm like, yes, let's add another stressor. That sounds like fun. See, to me, it's so much fun to read about these things that I want to read about. Oh, it's totally fun. It's just that total time constraint on an ADD mind. It's like... It makes you want to procrastinate more, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here I was researching my topic... Like, not even five minutes ago? Oh, yeah. We totally finished researching today, which is, what, October 28th? Yeah. With that said, if... I think we're going to release this on Halloween night. No, we're going to be releasing it earlier. Trying to have edited by 6 p.m. tomorrow. Oh, wow. Okay. So don't forget to take your meds. Yeah, no. (laughs) I got them now. That was the biggest issue. What can I do to support you tomorrow? Mac and cheese. Stouffer's? Yes. Or Marie Callender's? Stouffer's. Stouffer's mac and cheese. You got it. The editing fuel for champions. <laughs> carbs and cheese. And cheese and carbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carbs are one of my favorite antidepressants. It's my favorite food group. (laughs) If I had a food pyramid, the very top would be sour candy, or the very bottom would be sour candy, and then the second tier would be bread, and then the third one would be coffee, and at the very top it would be stuff that's good for me, like vegetables. And maybe that's why I have ulcerative colitis. 
Maybe that's why you're, like, dying every day. Well, you know, we could sit here and talk about my health issues all day. That's a whole nother podcast. We'd have enough material for, like, three years. I know. I'd be like, and then this one bitch, this one time, oh, my God. I have stories for days. But why are we here? To talk about spooky shit. Well, not tonight. I don't know. Mine's kind of spooky. Mine's not really that spooky, but a little bit spooky. We're going to talk about the history of Halloween and some of the traditions. Yeah, some of the folklore that goes into it because it's a mashup of so many different ideas and cultures. It's really easy to get inaccurate information, not even the most basic Halloween tradition. Well, just like every holiday... It's such a bastardized form from what it originally started as. Yeah. And I blame the Catholic Church. You know, you're probably not wrong. I often wonder what the world would be like if religion had a much smaller um, impact on the world or if it just didn't really exist. It was treated more like superstition. Imagine all the people. (laughs) We're going to have a kumbaya moment. Well, we are in the Pacific Northwest. For sure. Miles away from Evergreen. We could just have a drum circle right here. Why don't we just go record at Evergreen? We could just interview people there. About what? Ghosts and spooky shit. Oh, right. Maybe we could do that someday. Just go interview some locals. Maybe. That would be fun. I've got some kind of biggish news. I would love to hear it. Not all of our listeners are from the U.S. Did you know that? I did know that. Would you like to tell our listeners where they're from? Well, they could just tell the other listeners. (laughs) But Colombia. Yay. Yay. Two percent of our listenership is in Colombia, which is like one person maybe. That's amazing. Actually, I have a friend who might have been visiting Colombia. I can send her a message and see if it was her. I hope not. I know, right? I hope it it wasn't you, Kelly. God damn it, Kelly. (laughs) You better not be skewing our statistics. Nah, if it was Kelly, I'm super stoked. Because I never thought Kelly would, like, listen. Yeah, but also, she ruined statistics. It's probably, I mean, maybe it's Kelly. Maybe it's not. I'm going with it's not. You're really upset right now, aren't you? I thought we were going international. I got excited. We'll go international someday. When you report from the Hoya Bachu Forest? Oh, man. I would love that. So what's your scoop on today? Originally, I started out just... I was going to do the history of jack-o'-lanterns or carving pumpkins and what that was all about. But when I went to Google and put in, what is the history of jack-o'-lanterns? Stingy Jack came up, too. Mm, So now I'm talking about a little bit about jack-o'-lanterns, but a lot about Stingy Jack. Okay. Have you ever heard of Stingy Jack? It's somewhere in my bear trap of mind, but Mm -hmm. I can't access it. My random access memory isn't very good. That's fair. Because the same thing happened to me. I was like, I know about this i've i've read the name somewhere but um 
as I was doing the research, it sounded familiar, but then there were twists and turns that I didn't expect. I'm letting you deal with the cat however you need to. I was going to cuddle her, but she's a pokey little bitch. She is a pokey little bitch. To make things easy, we'll talk about jack-o'-lanterns first. Okay. So, I know most people probably know that pumpkins aren't native to Ireland. Where she, do pumpkins come from? They're um, native to North America. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was like, maybe that's why people like pumpkin spice so much, because it wasn't something that a bunch of people had until... People is that how they came up with pumpkin pie? Maybe. See, that's what I'm wondering. Is sweet potato pie like the traditional dessert pie? My mind is blown. I'm like pumpkin so much better. I think mincemeat's probably the most traditional pie. Anyway, in Ireland, they would carve turnips and place a glowing ember from the fire inside it to ward evil spirits off was the thought. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty creepy looking. Have you ever seen the pictures of the turnips? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very creepy. They also um, carved things like... Was there a specific time that they would put them out? Yeah, All Hallows' Eve. Okay. Specifically. They also um, carved rutabagas, other gourds that existed in Ireland, beets, and potatoes. But pumpkins began being used in the 1800s wild, widely because the traditions from Ireland were brought over. And because they, of the potato famine. Yep, and they started using pumpkins instead of the traditional turnip. Imagine trying to carve a jack-o'-lantern out of a potato. Or a turnip? Or a rutabaga? I just, I can't even. I love, I love the word rutabaga. Rutabaga. I hate rutabagas, though. I also hate turnips. Anything that tastes like the ground. What about radishes? No, it tastes like the ground. Spicy ground. Beet? Nope. Just ground. You just learned things about me. The only root vegetable I like are taters. The phrase jack-o'-lantern was used to describe the visual known as the -the will-o'-the-wisp, which you've probably heard about. The what? Will-o'-the-wisp. No. It's a different story for a different time, but basically, wisp was a term for a bundle of sticks or paper that was used as a torch. Okay. So kind of like fairy lights, I guess. The will of the fire? The will of the wisp. The will of the fag? (laughs) I know when I wrote bundle of sticks, I almost just wrote fag. So we talked earlier about how lanterns were used to ward off evil spirits, but the other thought is that they might represent evil spirits and other supernatural beings. And that the supernatural beings that were being represented on the pumpkins were stronger than what might be lurking out during All Hallows' Eve and would scare them away if they saw something more powerful. So fighting fire with fire. Yeah. Okay. So even though the jack-o'-lantern legend is hundreds of years old, most of the the legend and lore surrounding jack-o'-lanterns center on Stingy Jack, who is also called Jack the Smith, Drunk Jack, and Flaky Jack. 
I know a couple of flaky people that I'm going to start calling Jack now. Right? <laughs> and that just kind of gives you insight onto Jack's personality. And the first story that I'm going to read about him, they just said he was an old mean drunk who liked to play tricks on people. Even his mother. That sounds fun. Yeah, I think they mean like pranks. Like mean. You know how I hate to be jump scared? Yes. Like when you jump scare me. Okay. But worse. But see, now I want to create a prank, a prank channel on YouTube called Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. So, in this rendition of this folk tale, one day Jack tricked the devil by somehow getting him up into a tree. And then he surrounded the trunk of the tree with crosses. Which then rendered the devil powerless to get down from the tree. See, I think that's a, that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, but now Jack's got power over the devil. So before, like, Jack wouldn't <laughs> let the devil out of the tree. Goals. Right? <laughs> Jack wouldn't let the devil out of the tree until he promised not to take his soul when he died. And in exchange, he would move the crosses and let the devil out of the tree. What? He's, like, pranking the devil. He's like, do what I want you to. That's awesome. Fucking drunk Jack. This guy has some balls. Right? I mean, obviously the devil couldn't fly or jump or call forth demons from hell or anything. Because there were crosses on the tree he was in. So he agreed. And Stingy Jack then removed the crosses, and the devil left the tree. Okay. When Stingy Jack eventually died, he went to the pearly gates, only to be told by St. Peter that he was a mean guy who led a worthless life, and he wasn't allowed into heaven. When he went down to hell, the devil wouldn't let Jack enter either. Jack was scared because... With nowhere for his eternal soul to go, he would be stuck in between earth and, or heaven and hell, and in the netherworld, where it's completely black for the rest of eternity. So, he, like, whined to Satan and was like, well, what am I supposed to do? To quote my dad, well, that's what he gets. Right. In response to this, the devil sarcastically threw him an ember from the pit of hell and basically said, good luck, motherfucker, you're on your own. But Jack, even though he's stingy and mean and, and cruel, apparently when he died brought a turnip with him because it was his favorite food. And he took the turnip and he carved it and he placed the ember inside. Okay, so I know a lot of shit doesn't exist in Ireland. Mm -hmm. But if a turnip is your favorite food, favorite food, you gotta be pretty hard up. Or maybe he's really good at cooking it. I don't know. Maybe he was a vegan. Vegans like turnips, right? I don't know. I don't either. What do vegans eat? Grass. Tweet us. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Now he is doomed to wander the netherworld with his turnip jack-o'-lantern. 
So, I know this is just a legend, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of wondering about this whole thing now, because how does he get his story out? It's a very fair question. I think that it's probably just a parable. But nonetheless, it's kind of freaky and sad. In this case, legend said that carving and lighting your own turnip, rutabaga, potato, gourd, or pumpkin keeps Stingy Jack at bay. I'm not sure how it didn't go into detail, but maybe it was kind of like honoring Stingy Jack but he's so he in, wouldn't fuck with you. He's in the never... never. Well, but on All Hallows' Eve, the spirits wander freely. That's why we don't do it year-round. Okay. Yeah. As the Stingy Jack for stories move forward, I have two more to read. They kind of get more fucked up, and you get more insight into who Jack was as okay. a person. So in this alternate reality, Jack is running from villagers after he stole from them when he met the devil on a cobblestone street and the devil told him that it was his time to die. Stingy Jack stalled by tempting the devil with a chance to trick the villagers by the devil himself turning into a coin, and then Stingy Jack would use that coin to pay the villagers off, and when the devil then returned to his form and the coin went missing, the villagers would argue amongst themselves over who stole the coin. Okay. So it caused more chaos. This is the kind of person Jack was. He just liked to fuck shit up wherever he went. So the devil agreed to do this because apparently the devil's stupid. <laughs> Did I just call the devil stupid? You heard it here, folks. One way ticket. I want to hear if their galloping is recorded on the recording. I hope so. I do too. The devil jumped into Jack's wallet and found himself next to, drumroll please, a cross. That's the story I know. Then, Stingy Jack closed the wallet and the devil was trapped inside. Then, as you know, because it's just like the other ending, he made a deal with the devil that the devil wouldn't take his soul to hell ever. In exchange for that, the devil would get freedom. And the devil agreed. Stingy Jack set him free. And then when he eventually died, he, he wasn't allowed in heaven or hell. Got stuck in the ether. Yep, and then he got an ember and a turnip. And that's how he's doomed. So there's different variations on, on the Stingy Jack story. Yeah, but they all end the same. Okay. Which is the important bit, right? But this last one's pretty fucked up. Jack was known to be a liar, a cheat, and a manipulator. Some people said he was cruel. Just evil. The kind of person that laughs at other people's pain. Okay. One night, I'm imagining the devil sitting around a table with some of his most popular demons. Playing Mike and Steve. Yeah, the huge. Playing uh, poker. With the visor and everything. Okay. Right? So he's sitting around the table, 
And somehow he hears about Stingy Jack's evilness and silver tongue and decides he wants to see this guy face to face to see if he has any any of his actual skills that people are bragging about or if it's all just talk because he's kind of feeling a little bit jealous like Stingy Jack's coming up on his territory. Mm-hmm. Jack got drunk one night, which was very typical for him, and decided to wander the countryside. Go on walkies. Yep, it's time to go walkies. On a cobblestone path, Stingy Jack came across a body with a terrifying face upon it, laying on the ground. He realized that it was the devil come to collect his soul. Thinking quickly, he asked the devil to let him drink one more night before taking him to hell, and the devil agreed. He kind of wanted to see what this guy was capable of, kind of humoring him. That's how I want to go. Yeah, humoring the devil. Like, give me one more night to just unleash holy hell. Yeah, let me fuck shit up for a night. You can come along, Satan. Dude, Satan would be the best drinking buddy. For sure. Best wingman. I'd be doing a lot of coke that night. Sure, you could get into all the all the cool clubs. Yeah, right. Once Stingy Jack was done drinking, he asked the devil to change into a silver coin so he could stiff the bartender. And again, the coin would go missing, and the devil would turn back into himself, and the bartender would get okay. st- stuck with the bill. Again, the devil transformed, impressed by how even facing death, Jack still wanted to fuck with people. I feel like I could impress the devil. At this point, yeah. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, me and Stingy Jack have some shit in common. I'm not evil or cruel, but I like to fuck with people. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Mostly you, and they must not be me. Jack put the devil coin in his pocket, which also contained a crucifix that he stole from somebody earlier that day. The crucifix kept the devil from switching back into the devil. He lost his powers. Okay. Again, the devil was stuck in a greed despair. Stingy Jack's soul for another ten years. Ten years to that date, Stingy Jack found himself face to face with the devil and seemed to accept the fact that it was time for him to go to hell. Go to hell. As the devil prepared to take Stingy Jack's eternal soul, Jack asked to have one last apple from a nearby apple tree. The devil agreed and climbed the apple tree (laughs) to get Stingy Jack an apple. Couldn't he just make an apple appear in his hand? Or just be like, go pick a fucking apple. Like, he's preparing to take him to hell. I'm imagining he's texting some people and, like, getting... Like, shit together. Okay, so what happens next? As the devil climbed the tree, Stingy Jack surrounded the base with crosses or crucifixes. Okay, so where'd where'd he get those crosses? Apparently he either carved them in or he made them from sticks. Okay. Which is why I wasn't clear if it was cross or crucifixes, because I don't think crosses themselves have any power against something as strong as the devil. I think they have to be like blessed and all that stuff. Jack yelled up to the tree where Satan was and said 
You can never take my soul to hell in exchange for your freedom. So Satan said, all right, that sounds like a good deal. And again, he was set free. But Stingy Jack died from drinking too much. And the same shit happened again. So I've heard a couple of those variations. I like the last one the best because it seemed to go into a little more detail, but I think the most important thing we're supposed to get from the story is that... I like how it's a forbidden fruit, too. Yeah, I liked that, too. It was kind of biblical in that way. But I felt like the devil was really stupid, and I was willing to give like some believability to the fact that he was just entertaining the dude just to see what would happen. But why would why would he climb up a tree to get the apple? Well, and he is so cocksure. He's the devil. Maybe that's why. Maybe it was just him going into the game thinking that he was going to get what he wanted without any trouble. Mm-hmm. He's the devil. Yeah. That's my theory. The, the imagery of Stingy Jack walking with a turnip is super creepy to me. But also imagine how lonely that would be. Be very peaceful. You think so? You'd never be able to see her. Like you would be in the darkness. No sound, nothing. Just nap. Just sleep all the time. I'll nap for eternity. Until all hell's eve. Sounds amazing. I want to take an eternal nap. Except for one day a year. Sounds great. I fuck so much shit up. Raise so much hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it for my scoop uh, this week. That was all for my scoop this week, so I think it's time for another ice cream break. Okay, but before we go to ice cream break, what flavor are you having? I still have the same flavor from last week. Which was? Um, a brownie batter core from Ben and Jerry's. Okay. I'm going to eat some of that shit. What about you? So you remember how much I enjoyed Cherry Garcia last week? Yeah. What I got. Amazing. We have the same ice creams. That's probably going to happen a lot. Except mine is a whole new pint. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Enjoy. Ready and break. You know how we always say we have no idea what we're doing? Sure do. It's a good thing we found Anchor to help us. Yeah. I love how there were tools built into the app so I can edit on my phone the iPad, or my computer, and everything I need to make the podcast is all in one place. And the Anchor distributes our podcast for us. So if you're listening to this, Anchor made it possible. We can make money with no minimum listenership, so we can at least try and recoup some of our ice cream costs. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Anyway, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. How was your guys' commercial break? Oh, I guess they won't actually respond, huh? This is not Blue's Clues. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed your commercial break. I did. Were you at an ice cream break? Hell yeah, I did. Hopefully you guys use that time to get ice cream. Or go pee. Well, they can pee while listening to us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They don't have microphones on, I do. (laughs) So I went with just the backstory of Halloween in general. Awesome. 
So it has Celtic origins. Mm -hmm. The Celts who lived about 2,000 years ago in what is now UK, Ireland, and Northern France marked their new year on November 1st. Okay. So on the 31st, they celebrated Samhain. Samhain? I think it can be pronounced either way or even in Eam. Samhain. It marked the end of harvest. My, my note said Harvey. On October 31st, the Celts celebrate Samhain. It marked the end of, har- of harvest and like the beginning of winter. Mm-hmm. They believed that on their New Year's Eve, the veil between ours and the spirit world was at its thinnest. This allowed spirits to visit those, this world. They thought spirits would cause general mischief and damage crops. That makes sense. And that's that's why winter is so dark and desolate, because the spirits. In order to appease the spirits, the Celtic people would light giant bonfires to offer crops and animals as sacrifices. During the celebration, they often wore costumes made of animal bits and attempted to tell fortunes. The thought here was... The druids, you know what a druid is, right? Mm-hmm. Druids are like, they're, how would you explain that to people? I don't know. It's like their version of witch doctor. There you go. So this continued on uninterrupted for about 400 years. After that, the Roman Empire came in and conquered the Celtic lands. And brought their own October celebrations. Okay. So their October celebrations were Ferelia, where the Romans commemorated their dead. And the other one is the day to honor Pomona, the goddess of fruit and trees. Fruit trees. Her sign was the apple. Okay. That makes sense. Well, it, it does, but also apple bobbing. Yeah. You need to get down and leave me alone. Cat. Why? Why? Cat break. So when the Roman Empire came and conquered, those two celebrations kind of joined in with Samhain. So they had a threesome? No. Oh. It just was still the night before November 1st, or their their version of the end of summer. Okay. I like the threesome idea better, but okay. So, like any holiday worth a damn, the Catholic Church came in and decided, you know what, we like your holiday. Typical. And moved their holiday to co- coincide with the Celtic holiday and attempt to Bible wash, is what I call it. That's a great saying. The Catholic Church moved their Martyrs and Saints Day and then later made All Saints Day on November 2nd. Of course, they did. Sounds pretty similar to Christmas, huh? Yeah, it really does. Because when was Jesus born? In like Easter time. Spring, when all the lambs were there. I really do love me some Christmas trees, though. (laughs) Well, Christmas trees were around before Christmas. I know. I'm not dumb. 
usually. <laughs> so All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain with big fun bonfire. I can't talk. Big bonfires, parades, and dressing as saints, angels, and devils. People then would also do what is called souling. That doesn't sound good. So souling was the act of going around to rich people and begging for soul cakes. Soul cakes? Mm -hmm. Is that like a urinal cake? No. Soul cake is just like a dessert cake. Oh, I like cake. Not urinal cakes. <sighs> so it's, it's poor people going around the rich and basically begging for food. Oh. Yeah. In exchange for that soul cake, the poor would then pray for your soul and not cause tricks or mischief. Oh, trick or treat? Similar. So when America became a thing, because, <laughs> you know, one day it just happened. Oh, Lord. Popularity in Halloween declined due to Protestant beliefs. Yeah, I think some of that was um, the... Puritans, too. Well, that's yeah. a faction of Protestant, isn't it? Fuck if I know. I know lots about Mormonism, and that's it. <laughs> they did, however, celebrate Harvest, where neighbors would share ghost stories, tell fortunes, dance, and participate in acts of mischief. Like bobbing for apples? Like bobbing for apples. That sounds like so much fun. When's the last time you've been to a true Halloween party? It's been a long time. I was a teenager. Do you know the backstory behind bobbing for apples? No. So there's a whole bunch of um, games, we'll say. Air quotes. Games. I had to say air quotes because it's a podcast. People can't see me air quote. <laughs> where women would find their suitors. One of those is to peel an apple over your shoulder. What? Just wait. And then see where the apple peels lay. Supposedly, the apple peel... Is supposed to come up with your soul, your your true love's name what? or initials. Another thing that came around back then was Bloody Mary. Oh, Bloody you know, Mary creeps me out so much. But you know the backstory behind that, right? Yeah. That if she deems you worthy, she's supposed to give you the name of your suitor. Yeah. Or you're gonna turn around and she will. You you will see your suitor in the mirror. Yeah. The other thing was with bobbing for apples. So bobbing for apples, we know it as just a bunch of apples in a pail, right? Yeah, pretty much in a bucket or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it get off the table. Okay, when it get down. Look at us being good cat parents. Right. So, um, legend goes that the woman who is in charge of the bucket would draw an X on her apple. Oh. And then her male counterpart would come in, and if he gets the apple, then it's supposed to be true love. And then he'd eat her apple. <laughs> that's my kind of Halloween party. <laughs> Sign me up. So that's that's kind of the apple thing relating back to the Roman belief. Oh, yeah, it was Romans. They were definitely eating each other's apples. Right? So in the second half of the 1800s, an influx of immigrants from the Celtic region, so Ireland, mm -hmm. potato famine, brought Halloween back to the mainstream. 
and pumpkins showed up. Well, pumpkins were already around. You know what I mean. Jack-o'-lanterns. Yes. This is when Americans began dressing up in costumes and going door-to-door and trick-or-treating. And if somebody didn't give you candy or give you shitty food slash candy, then they would do mischief on you, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why people like TP and egg houses now. Yeah. Wow. Let's go do mischief. I don't want to get arrested. Maybe if I was younger, but I'm not. If I get arrested at this age, it's just sad. Right? We're 30 now. Yeah. We're like adults. We should have done mischief when we were kids. So in the late 1800s, a push for community leaders to have Halloween focus more on community togetherness and away from ghosts, pranks, and mischief. Boring. So basically, all the cool Irish people came and brought trick-or-treating. And then because of all the mischief, community leaders were like, "Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Let's not do that anymore. (sighs) The adult in me totally understands. But also mischief. So it was at this point where most of the superstition and religion got wiped out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people aren't really celebrating. I mean, they're still still doing, like, harvest parties and the puritanical bullshit. Yeah, and then there's other places, especially, like, along the Bible Belt, where they do religious haunted houses and they do. Which is funny because when Halloween... When we first, we, white people, first came to America, Halloween, like, lost a lot of its celebrators. Yeah. I don't, that's not a... Observers? Yeah. But mostly in the Northeast. It's funny that it was still sort of popular in the southern colonies. That is interesting. I hadn't even thought of that. So it's funny that... Well, the southern colonies then were like Boston. True. So we would still call it Northeast. So by kind of pushing all the spooky, scary, basically pushing all the fun out of Halloween, adults kind of stopped observing Halloween, except for with their kids. They fucking ruined it. It kind of became a community center party or... Like, kids would celebrate it at school, but that was kind of the end of it right. for them. That is until the 50s. Ooh, I like well, the 50s, maybe. 30s to 50s. Oh. Between the 30s and 50s, what happened? Time passed. Baby boomers. Oh, yeah. Began. Lots of the, people were fucking. The baby boom happened. So we had huge population growth. That was when they decided to bring back trick-or-treating because it was the most cost-effective way to celebrate Halloween for the kids. Because there's too many goddamn kids. Because there's too many goddamn kids. Well, at least one cool thing came out of the baby boomers situation. (laughs) That was it. Yeah. But to this day, Halloween is more geared towards kids. I know. It's so true. And I think that's where some of the magic is, at least for me, is experiencing the cool shit when I was a kid. I still say we go trick-or-treating. You know what? We fucking should. We should. Bring back the the really old medieval times. When they would go souling, they would get things like cake, breads, and ale. 
I wish someone would give me some alcohol. I say we bring back old school trick-or-treating and adults go door-to-door with their little shot glass. I mean, in the perfect world, that would be a really good idea. But in reality, a bunch of pedophiles and shit would be out looking for kids' houses. and Fucking pedophiles. They ruin it for everyone. They ruin everything. Although, I think you and I should go trick-or-treating on Halloween. We should go to a neighborhood and just trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treat. If anyone says we're too old, we'll be like, you're never too old to have fun. And then we'll throw toilet paper up on... The people that don't give us treats? Yep. I bet Costco has toilet paper on sale right now. So we'll totally just bring back the whole trick-or-treat thing? Yeah. I'm here for it. So, after hearing your story with the, um, with the, the Slithery Pete, what's his name? Slithery Pete? That sounds like a really deflated penis. What's his name? Your guy. I almost said Flaky Jack. That's one of his names. Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Slithery Pete. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) I mean, I knew what you meant. With all the tricks and mischief, it makes me wonder if that's where the Stingy Jack story comes into play. Yeah, there was kind of a connection, like a small connection between our two stories with the pumpkins and then... I could see Stingy Jack fitting into the mischief part of Halloween and all of the traditions that lie under that. Did I explain why the costumes? No. Missed that. It's not in my notes. I was going to just freehand that one. It's in your memories? It's in my memories. Even better. Tell me It's in my memories. In your memories? No. (laughs) Whoa. So the thought behind the, the costumes... Was that when you go out at night on Halloween, with the veil being so thin and the ghosts and spirits walking the earth, mm-hmm. if you wear a costume so you look like a spirit, they're not going to fuck with you. Uh, that's a true story. It's like covering yourself in dead person's blood when the zombie apocalypse is happening. Yeah, same story. So you smell like a zombie. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And also, why don't freshly dead zombies get eaten? Because there's no brainwaves. Zombies are attracted to blood and brainwaves. I did not know that. Neither did I. I just made it up. You bastard. (laughs) Don't do that to me. You just blindly believe, too. That's the funniest part. Well, to be fair, you had a perfectly straight face. And you maintained eye contact with me. It's, I'd like to think that you knew you were just telling me a story, but I'm kind of like, man, you can lie to me to my face. No, that's just my, my personal theory. That's a really good theory. I was thinking something about body temperature too. Or heartbeat. I bet it's really loud to those who don't have one. Mm-hmm. That's why the um, world's most quietest chamber there's a soundproof vault in some university. And when you go in there, you can't spend more than like 20 minutes in there without going insane. Ooh, that sounds like a story we should cover sometime. Well, it's not spooky. It's just... It is fucked up. We cover anything spooky, fucked up, weird, even like cult stuff. So the thought process behind it is 
we filter out so much noise that our body creates. We do. So when you're in that room and there's no outside noises, you can just hear the vein, your veins pumping blood. That would be amazing. That would be really relaxing for me. I'm one of those weird people who like fall asleep in MRI machines. I do too, but that's just because... The clicking and stuff is almost like music. Yeah, I don't feel that way. You know me, when I sit still for too long, I just go into power save mode. But yeah, that's that's Halloween. I think that we did pretty good research, especially off the handle like that. We didn't know what we were going to do until we two had, days ago. We had to quickly change like our whole thought process this month. We didn't have enough time to do Reddit with me being weirdly ill. And earlier this month with my vacation that like I knew about, but I wasn't really. It came up really quick. It did. Being an adult and having adult responsibilities, things just happen. Definitely. Oh, do you have a Halloween fun fact about black cats? I do have a Halloween fact about black black cats. I remember it because I looked over and saw one of our black cats. So you're probably wondering why black cats get such a bad rap around Halloween. I mean, I think I know, but even still. So where that superstition comes from. Yeah. So in the Middle Ages, black cats were known as the familiars of witches. Mm -hmm. And then in times of prosecution, supposedly witches would disguise themselves as black cats. Maybe there's a reason that my black cats and me have bonded so much. Maybe I'm a a witch deep down inside. I don't know. I wanted to do a quick shout out to my witchy friend Amanda, who answered my ridiculous questions about how to say Samhain. So, because I didn't know if it was more of a so or a sow. It's sow. Yeah. So... Thank you, Amanda, for telling me, and I hope you listen to this episode. She's probably going to hear it and be like, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. <laughs> totally fine. She's awesome. I think that she'd like it. So whatever you guys decide to do on Halloween, please, please, please be safe. Always be safe. And, of course, don't forget to take your meds. As my um, ninth grade English teacher would tell us every Friday, be safe and don't be dumb. Did you listen? (laughs) But hopefully me saying it will make someone else listen. Maybe. Well, I I was a good kid. Sure, 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 sure. Happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you have a good... uh, have a good, a good, a good, a I don't know where I was going Have some Gouda and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Pints. Music by Santino Huber. Art by Joanna Muller. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash paranormal pints. 
donate to Patreon at patreon.com slash paranormalpints. And if you have any scoop ideas or personal stories, please share them with us by emailing paranormalpints at gmail.com. Please like, subscribe, and rate us.